All right, and just like that, it is time for Pat Saturday Morning Rants. Uh, good morning, one and all. My name is Pat Ryan. I'm a big old-fashioned geek, and I just kind of wanted to complain about something that's been on my mind uh, for the past, I don't know, 12 hours. <laughs> I'm really that short-sighted. What I'm going to talk about today is the idea of, uh, and this is because I was doing some, some wandering around on the internet last night, and I kind of want to just talk a little bit about this RoboCop remake that we have coming up in 2014. Now, if you know anything about me, RoboCop is one of my all-time favorite movies. Not my number one favorite movie, that's still Terminator 2, because that managed to get the action right, the, the, the high-intensity action correctly, the, the story, the humor... Uh, that that actually might be the perfect movie. Uh, you can you can debate me all you want about that. I, I you're probably right, but I'm probably not going to back down because I'm stupid and stubborn. But RoboCop is one of those movies that absolutely just sits with me. It's something that where if if you haven't seen it, I will spend an hour trying to convince you that you need to watch it because it's 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 really great. I I would say without too much hesitation that it's probably Paul Verhoeven's best movie. Don't get me wrong, I love Total Recall. Total Recall is out of this world. Um, but RoboCop kind of hits it on a couple more levels. It, it's very... I, I'm not going to say it's super intelligent, but I mean, it's got some really smart aspects to it. The idea of uh, what makes a man, you know, is this guy man or machine, that sort of issue. Um along with the implications of where technology is taking us, which which is something that's incredibly relevant right now. Because, um, I mean, look at us. If you didn't have your smartphone with you, you would be without an arm. Myself especially, because if I'm not tweeting for more than 24 hours, I'm probably dead. And that that's something that I don't think any of us really saw coming, that we'd become so attached to these little gizmos that give us constant access to everything and I feel like this movie kind of has a lot to do with that yes the, uh, the the technology does look very outdated right now um, but back in the day I'm sure it looked pretty rad so back to the topic at hand um, Robocop if, if you're not familiar with it which you really really should be um, again directed by Paul Verhoeven it was made in 1987 and it stars Peter Weller as uh, this fellow named Alex Murphy who just gets transferred to Detroit from somewhere else, Mega City One, uh, if you catch that reference. Um, and his first day on the job, wouldn't you know it, he gets his ass kicked and then gets blown apart by shotguns. And he is dead. And when he wakes up from being dead, yep. Uh, well, he has been turned into this experimental um, cybernetic police officer. Now, it starts off as being, like, super badass, where it's like, oh, man, he never misses. He could do this. He could do that. He can, you know, he's got robot vision where he could target people. Uh, but it also starts getting into some of the implications of bringing someone back from the dead, which is really the, the compelling part for me, is that you, you get these flashbacks of, of when he had kids and his wife and all of this really, really depressing stuff. Um, and and you see this... A lot of it, I think, is facilitated through 
Anne Lewis, who kind of plays the part of you, the viewer. Where she sees this, she got a short glimpse of Murphy, um, like because she was his partner when he he transferred, and on that day when they kind of lost to, they were tracking down Clarence Boddicker, played by Red from that '70s show, uh, whatever his name is. So you you kind of travel along with her more so than anyone else. I mean, and the movie is not told through her eyes, but I feel like she's the character that you relate to. And uh, by the end, you kind of see what sort of havoc has been wreaked on this more or less innocent guy. Um, actually, entirely innocent. He was a good cop. He seemed like a good father. Yeah, they they don't they go into that in some of the comics, some of his life beforehand. Some of it very well, some of it incredibly terrible. But, um, yeah, you get to see what happens when you break a person. And it's awful. And it gives that sort of, like, is technology the way that we should be going? And, and all this other stuff. Really, really, again, I keep using the word compelling. And I, and I say it because I'm not necessarily sure if the movie was the best thing ever or if the idea was just really, really intriguing. I mean, it, it's a great action movie. There, there's a lot of... Being being a fan of the hyper-violent action movie genre, I thought that this movie touched on so many great things. There's blood and guts, and it's over the top, and it's gross, and it's funny, and it's slapsticky. Um, so, I mean, the, the movie has a lot going for it. If you have not seen it, you are doing yourself a disservice, because it really is a phenomenal movie, and I... I truly truly love it I've showed it to so many friends um, I mean personally I'm a fan of the the entire franchise I've seen all three movies uh, the first one's good I watched the TV show which was yeah, hit and miss I mean I think I enjoy it because it was more stories with Robocop uh, a lot of the comics are very good a lot of them are very very terrible thanks Frank Miller um, cartoon show was awful but I loved it when I was little and that, that miniseries, uh, Prime Directives, that was really weird. So, I mean, check them all out. I mean, if you watch the movie and you're like, hey, I really like this idea, don't shy away from any of it. Some of it's going to be bad, but if you're a completionist like I am, you're going to want to burn through all of it just to, to say that you've got the complete story or whatever. So, uh, now we've, we've got this new one coming up in 2014 which part of me is very, very excited for. Part of me is really, 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 really hesitant because it seems like they're going to mess it up. Uh, largely, all I have so far to go on is uh, images, just pictures that people have taken on set. And you get to see Robo in his costume, or I suppose his suit, his body, um, and I do not like it. And I, I know the clothes don't make the man, and I, I know early judgments are a terrible idea. Because I was the same person. It's like, oh, Heath Ledger's going to be horseshit in, in the Dark Knight. And then to follow that up, like, oh, and Hathaway's going to be terrible as Catwoman. And, and I was wrong on both accounts there. So I'm not calling my wild pre-judgments uh, inspired by any means. I'm, I'm very likely to be wrong. But I just, I don't like the look of it. It, it looks somewhere between, um, uh, you know, you know the police officer from the beginning of uh, Star Trek, the 2009 J.J. Abrams one? It looks a lot like the police officer that was chasing down young James Kirk uh, through the desert. 
how you like you know what is your name um, that was a very good interpretation of that scene you're welcome everyone um, but it, it looks a, like a cross between that and uh, if you've ever played Metal Gear Solid 4 um, Guns of the Patriots I think is the subtitle but Raiden Jack from Metal Gear Solid 2 whatever his like 10 names are for that one really dumb pussy of a character um, the outfit kind of looks like a cross between those two and I don't like that um, largely because what I thought they did really well in the first movie is they made it look like somewhere between cutting edge which it was and clunky because the first time they put a guy into a robot suit it's not going to be sleek. It's not going to be sexy. They're not going to have metal six-packs on them because they're not going to be going for flash. They're going to be going for utility. This is a police officer meant to arrest bad guys and give parking tickets. Um, oh, my God, I would love to get a parking ticket signed by RoboCop. If any cops in the area hear this, um, if you ever give me a parking ticket, I will still pay it if you put down that your name is RoboCop. That's not a joke. In fact, I'll be thrilled by it. Uh, back to topic. It The outfit looks very robot army guy. And what I kind of want is if you're going to be making a movie like this, if you're trying to bring back RoboCop, introduce it to me the way that I first saw it. I mean, if you want to make upgrades later, that's fine. Like in the sequel, he gets a, a different chest plate or something like that. But give me what I'm familiar to, um, to to start me off, to get me backing. Because I think the last iteration of any RoboCop thing, well, I need to check out what Prime Directives was. Because I think it was like 1997, something like that. So, you know, a lot of time has passed. I've been missing the genre. And if you want to get me back into it, be like, hey, remember this guy? This guy's your friend. You love RoboCop. And and with this, I'm just not getting it. I'm getting this too polished. Um, and, and maybe they're trying to introduce... Maybe they're not trying to get me into it. Maybe they're trying to introduce it to someone that's younger than me that will, that will receive this movie in the same way that I got the original RoboCop and be completely blown away by it and love it. But a- as a potential movie ticket buyer... I want my character. I want my RoboCop. I want to see Alex Murphy and be like, yeah, that's my guy. But again, uh, it's... The clothes clothes do not make the man. And so maybe the story's going to just absolutely kill it. I mean, it's got Gary Oldman, who I don't think knows how to make a bad movie. It's got Sam Jackson, who makes every movie. Uh, It's being directed by... Um, Jose P- Padilla, 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 I don't know. Uh, the the guy who did the Elite Squad movies, um, and those are really fun action movies. They're they're pretty violent. They're kind of over the top. It's you know, it's it's not that I think he's going to be bad. In fact, quite the opposite. I'm sure he's going to make this movie look spectacular. That being said, I think I still just from the early standpoint of looking at these images I'm concerned I'm concerned that they're trying to 
entirely refreshing. I, I do want to see the silver suit. I do want to see him have, like, one big bulky chest plate and a, a helmet that's like looks like a helmet instead of robot head. And, and maybe he's just uh, damaged or injured differently in this in this iteration. I don't know. So uh, that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys the uh, the rundown of what the new synopsis is, which isn't entirely different from um, the original synopsis. Just uh, just minor changes. First, we're gonna drink some tea. There we go. Uh, in RoboCop, the year is 2029, and multinational conglomerate Omnicorp, not Omniconsumer Products, that already bugs me, is at the center of robot technology. Their drones are winning American wars around the globe, and now they want to bring this technology to the home front. Alex Murphy is a loving husband, father, and good cop, just doing his best to stem the tide of crime and corruption in Detroit. That sounds basically like the original movie. After he's critically injured in the line of duty, Omnicorp utilizes their remarkable science of robotics to save Alex's life. He returns to the streets of his beloved city with amazing new abilities, but with issues a regular man has never had to face before. Does that imply, now, that he retains all of his memories? And, and that's something that's really kind of hanging me up too, because like if he if he remembers everything, you know, after having his brain shot out and dying, like I, I feel like that would just be dumb. I mean, the, the best part of RoboCop is when you see him having these the the quote unquote dreams that he has early in the movie, where you see him shaking in his chair. I know the shaking in the chair part's very funny, very notorious. Lots of animated gifs have been attached to that. But when you see him kind of shaking around and having these these horrifying nightmares, when robots don't have nightmares, uh, seeing his wife saying that she loves him, seeing his kid, you know, flipping a gun around and watching uh, a kid's TV show and, and saying like, hey, can you do that cool stuff, Dad? And then when you see him in action, he's flipping the gun around like the character on the TV show. That sort of stuff is so important to me. It's it's such an integral part of what RoboCop is. And and so I'm hoping they don't take that away. I hope it's not just like, you know, his, his wife is waiting in the hospital bed watching them put these robot parts, and he's like, Hello, honey. My life has been saved. D- dead or alive, you're coming with me. Oh, that would be a great thing to say in the bedroom. I'm sorry, that was really crude. But no, that would be awesome to say in the bedroom. Um, but I, I like the idea of there still being some loss to the family, like where, where he tries to interact with his wife, or or some of the scenes when you see him kind of stalking his wife in the original movie. Like that's really sad, but it makes this robot seem a lot more human. And that's kind of what the juxtaposition of this movie is, RoboCop. He's, he has to be two parts of the world. He's this, this marvel of modern technology, and he still has to be a cop. When really, from, from a psychological standpoint, I would imagine being killed and being brought back to life would be so disturbing that you would not be able to function. And, and that's kind of what made um, the original movie kind of confusing. Is like, when he comes back, it's like, how was he able 
to function at all? How is he able to walk around and not just be screaming and crying? But I think they say he lost his memory, and that's why it's such a revelation when he starts having those dreams and it all coming back. And I'm also not sure about the abilities thing. Are they talking just about, like, his robot vision where he has, like, targeting computers? Or are they going to make him able to, like, jump and fly and do all this other stuff? Because that would be stupid. I mean, obviously him having uh, the strength, that makes sense. But I'm also, I, I think it's a little bit weird that... Um, sorry, we're having some music issues here. Um... I mean, I, I like the idea of him, him having the strength, but I don't want him to be a, a superhero. I want him to be a flawed, broken human. Because that, that's better writing than just saying, like, oh, yeah, he can, he can do everything now. And then it just becomes Superman. And I'm not even sure they're going to be doing the most recent Superman movie right. It looks good. It really does. I just don't know. It's just so hard to make a Superman movie. Superman 2 is great, but I feel like that's just a fluke. Like, they just lucked out. That just was kind of a perfect storm of, like, a halfway decent script, and Christopher Reeve actually nailed it in that movie. Not even so much the first movie. I guess I just... I don't... I don't like omnipotence. I like a character that has to fight omnipotence. In, in the first movie, Omni Consumer Products, they, they held all of the cards. They had the gangs in their pocket. They had all this money and cocaine. That's powerful, right? But when you see RoboCop trying to stop this evil corporation and try to restore things back to being somewhat good in this world of corruption, it, it's a lot more powerful than just being like, oh yeah, no, he's a superhero now. He can he can fly and shoot laser beams out of his wiener. That's, that's not interesting. Well, maybe the wiener thing would be interesting. But uh, you know what I'm saying. It's just, it's not as compelling as just He's a broken man that has some extra abilities now. He's not great at using them. And that's what you get. This is your hero. Sorry. And, and I, I kind of like that. I, I like having imperfect characters. Because it, it kind of makes you turn on to yourself and be like, you know, how would I react? I'm, I'm imperfect. Unless you're perfect. I, I don't know all you guys out there, so, so maybe some of you are. So, yeah, and, and one last thing before I quit bugging you guys for now is I, I read this thing where um, where Peter Weller kind of chimed in on it. Um, again, Peter Weller being the original RoboCop, which, by the way, when, they, when he took off his mask in that movie, and I, I hope they do this in uh, this upcoming movie, um, when he took off his mask, he was really, really unsettling looking. And I feel like that's what really sells it for me. Because much like... And, and this isn't to, to downplay the injuries of anybody. But when, what's so heartbreaking about when news stories show pictures of burn victims is you can see what used to be. You can see that, that shine in their eyes or, you know... And, and I, I'm not trying to be gross about it, but like... You can see what they lost, and that is so heartbreaking. Much like when you see Robo take his mask off, you just see this kind of like skin stretched across a face or a, a skull that's probably mostly made out of metal now, and it, it's just sad. 
Any, anyways, back back to the quote that um, that Weller said um, in, in regards to this movie. Uh, I wish them well, but they're going to have to tow a heavy barge. I just watched the original movie on its 25th anniversary. Uh, it's out in Dallas and UCLA. Uh, the cast and crew that Verhoeven and ev- the Ver- the cast and crew and Verhoeven and everybody there. And I watched the movie for the first time in seven or eight years without a critical eye. I thought this is one of the most brilliant movies I've ever seen. It's, uh, you know, it, it's about economy, the privatization of politics, and about race. And that was written in 1981. Uh, I was not only amazed by the story, which Verhoeven definitely developed with his own mythic eye, but how it was so brilliantly social, uh, it's it's anthropological, that flick. In 200 years, to know that the 20th century eye on the future was like... Oh, what the... Th- oh, man, I'm just fucking butchering this. But but he's saying, like, if you want to look back at what we thought the future was going to be, it, it was definitely from RoboCop. And, and I can say that, too. I mean, the way that they treat TV, how it's just kind of like... It turns into this weird, perverse, thrill-fest sort of thing. Um, that's something that I feel like they did really well. The amount of violence in the streets, uh, God willing, that doesn't happen... But it seems like that could be possible. So what Weller says is not that he thinks it's going to be bad. I mean, he's probably not even been privy to any of the details. I don't know if they're even going to invite him onto the set. I mean, they should, because he's always going to be RoboCop for all of us fans out there. Um, so I don't think that he's saying that he thinks it's going to go poorly. But you're going up against this movie that was just wonderful. So, yeah, I mean, I wish them all the best. I mean, I'm sure most of the shooting is probably done at this point, and what's done is done, and what, what it's going to be is what it's going to be, and I'm, I'm going to go see it. I'm going to be there opening night. I mean, I'm a RoboCop fan. I have to go see this. I mean, if this sucks and they keep doing sequels, I may not go to the sequels, but I, I think you get my drift. So, yeah, those are just some of my thoughts on RoboCop. And if you've got anything to say to me... On this topic, or, or really any any topic, you can hit me up on Twitter, the Bad Pat Ryan, T H E B A D P A T R Y A N. I can almost spell my own last name. Uh, similarly, if you want to write something that's longer than 140 characters, just shoot me a line on on your email, the electronic mail client. Uh, my email is the Bad Pat Ryan, T H E B A D P A T R Y A N at gmail.com. So, yeah, um, I don't really have anywhere that I'm going to distribute this right now. I'm probably going to throw it up on SoundCloud. Uh, for all you in the chat room, thanks for hanging out. Um, thanks for a lot of your comments. I know I didn't have a lot of time to uh, catch up with a lot of them, but it is still very much appreciated. So, until next time, um, yeah, mahalo. <laughs>